Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Yeah, it's been a minute, but by this time, by now, you guys know how I am. I have too much on my plate at one time, and I've just been busy, but I had to take a moment to stop to talk to my people, so... All is well. I hope you had a fantastic 4th of July holiday. Um, The week before the 4th of July was my business. Actually, two weeks before the 4th of July has been busy, very busy for me. Um, I hosted and organized my family's first cousin's family reunion. My family is not the closest. And the last time we had a reunion, I had to be maybe... 19 years old so we all know that's like 20 something years since we all had an actual gathering that was not a sad occasion it felt like the only times that we were getting together were at funerals so me and two of my other cousins decided hey we're gonna do a reunion for the cousins the aunties and the uncles can come but this is gonna be for us so we organized it over the course of two months so it was very last minute thing and it became very grand in a short amount of time so the last two weeks have been very busy last week I was exhausted because it was crunch time and we actually had the event um, and it was a lot to do but this week is fourth of July weekend so I'm at home I'm not doing anything I'm just in my house and I'm just enjoying quiet time and I said this will be the perfect opportunity for me to do an episode so here we go um also another little thing um I found out that I have a 47 year old sister on my father's side yes you heard me right 47 4 and 7 (laughs) so it was a big shock to me because I always knew I had a brother that I never met on my father's side but I didn't know that I had a sister and my father's health has been getting worse so I think that he thought it would be the best thing to do was to let all the skeletons out of the closet which I'm really the skeleton because they've remained it to have a relationship throughout the course of her life and her and my brother share the same mother so I was the surprise (laughs) for them and so I spoke to my sister for the first time my half sister for the first time um about three weeks ago and it was like I was talking to an old friend which was very um I was happy about that because I was nervous about how she would feel about me being, you know, an addition to her family. And, um, but we had a great conversation. Um, and yeah, I hope to get to know her a lot more as well as my brother. But I also now that I have this half sister, I am now an auntie of two boys. (laughs) Never in a million years did I think I would be auntie because I, as you guys know, I've been an only child. I do have an adopted sister, um, but she's young. She's 18. So I never thought I would be an auntie. And now I'm an auntie of two boys. So I'm truly grateful to God um, about these new developments. I, you know, have no 
um, ill will towards my father for holding this information from me because we've been in contact again for the last seven years. But everything happens in God's time. So I don't hold anything against him. I'm glad that he finally found the courage to tell me that, you know, hey, you have some relatives that you don't know about. And I want to introduce you guys. So, yeah, so that was interesting. But let's get on to what you all came here for. (laughs) On this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health. Um, I recently watched a documentary about a celebrity that I absolutely love where she talked about her battles with depression. And although I knew that she had a hard life, I didn't realize how dark it was and how close she was to ending it all. Her battle with depression had nothing to do with herpes, but her story reminded me of my battles with depressions. You know, having herpes or being diagnosed with herpes is a hard pill to swaddle swallow excuse me initially and it could feel like it's the end of the world and that there's no hope so on this episode I wanted to help with identifying the sadness or depression um that comes with you know being diagnosed or having herpes and then figuring out how to not get stuck there so let's get started Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. (laughs) Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Yahira.jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. What prompted me to do this episode is that I watched Mary J. Blige's new documentary on Prime called My Life. And it was an awesome, awesome documentary where Mary talked about her life struggles, which was the inspiration behind her biggest album entitled My Life. 
in the documentary, Mary stated that My Life was her darkest album and how she didn't even think that she would see the success of it because of the battles that she had with depression. She thought that she was going to end her life. Now, I discussed with you all my periods of depression and darkness. Shoot, I even did my first episode, my very first episode of Dating with Herpes is a recording of me um, talking about or going through that dark period. You know, at first, I felt like it was me against the world. That's how I felt when I was in my depression, that there was no one who really understood what I was going through. I would talk to my friends about how I felt, but I felt that they truly didn't understand the devastation I felt, the shame I felt, the mental anguish I was going through and what I was suffering from. I felt that I would never find love. That was really the basis of my depression. I felt like I would never find love, that I would be alone all my life. No one would ever accept me or this disease. Um, I would never be happy. And, and I thought there was nothing I could do to change my situation. Cause as we all heard, they say there's no cure for herpes. So how would I ever get out of feeling this way? If there was nothing that could change what was causing me to feel this way, this was my thinking. And although I put on a brave face and I told people that I was all right, deep down, I wasn't. And I didn't see the point of living a lonely life anymore. I would think of ways on how I wanted to die. I knew that I didn't want to suffer. I knew that I didn't want to survive a suicide attempt and being crippled or disabled from my suicide attempt. And this is how morbid I was. I was contemplating ways of committing suicide, but I didn't want to survive the attempt. You know, so... The thing that saved me was that I thought I wasn't going to be successful in the end of my life. Isn't that crazy? I didn't think I would be successful at attempted suicide. So that's what saved me from not trying to end my life. What's even crazier is that what felt like my lowest point in life was actually my breakthrough moment. It was my breakthrough moment. I didn't have a clue that when I was recording myself that night, the first episode that you hear, I didn't know that when I was recording myself that night, that a year later, I would start dating with herpes. I didn't have a clue. That's not when I was recording myself that night. I had no intentions of of using that as my first episode of dating with herpes. I remember something telling me while I was sitting on the couch crying and thinking these thoughts Something told me to record myself. Something told me to record myself. Some people may say it was your intuition. I say it was God. I say it was God because only he would have known what was going to come of it. Because I sure didn't. I can remember sitting in the dark after I finished recording myself thinking, I don't know what's going to happen next. I didn't. I just knew I was in a low place. I knew I was in a low place, but I didn't know how to get out of it. I can listen to that episode today and I will tear up because I remember how low I felt. I remember how I felt that night. And before I got off the couch, I went and went to bed to, you know, went to bed for the night. 
I prayed and said, God, I don't know why I'm here, but there has to be more to life than this. Because I was miserable. I was, I felt so alone. I felt that no one cared. I felt that no one would ever love me. Now, I knew my mom loved me, but that's a different type of love. You know what I'm saying? My mom is not going to be in the bed with me at night. My mom is not going to be there, you know, to rub me at night, to kiss me, to make me feel secure. You know, it's a different type of love I was looking for. And I felt that I would never find that type of love. I felt that no one would ever see me past my situation, past having herpes. And I'm not going to sit here and say that everything changed for me overnight because it didn't. But I began to remind myself who I was outside of herpes. I spoke positive affirmations over myself. And as cliche as it seems to say you need to speak affirmations, affirmations really do work. The more you speak it over yourself, the more you say it, the more you actually believe it. So, you know, don't knock an affirmation because affirmation and speaking affirmation and speaking life into myself is what helped me to get out of that depression. Now, according to verywellmind.com, a study conducted in 2012 found that adults affected with HSV2 were twice as likely to be depressed as adults who were not affected by infected by HSV2. It's unclear from the study which factors were linked to the risk of depression, including whether depression was a pre-existing condition or not, but it still says that adults who are infected with HSV2 were twice as likely to be depressed as adults. Having herpes can be tough, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally. It takes time to accept and adjust to life after diagnosis. During that time, you may experience periods of sadness and depression, and it's okay. But in order to get through those periods, I think it's important to identify what you are experiencing in order to deal with it accordingly. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to define the differences between feeling sad and the difference between being depressed. So what is sadness? According to the same website, wellmind, verywellmind.com, sadness is an emotional state characterized by feelings of, of unhappiness and low mood. It is considered one of the basic human emotions. It is a normal response to situations that are upsetting, painful, or disappointing. Sometimes these feelings can have, sometimes these feelings, but well, sometimes these feelings can feel more like in can feel more intense, excuse me, but in other cases, they might feel fairly mild. Now, we all have moments in life where we've been sad. Like, when my friend's son was murdered, I felt sad for a few days, like maybe two, three days, just felt very sad and wanted to cry because it was so unexpected. And I knew that my friend was hurting, so I felt for her, I felt her pain. But after maybe about four or five days, those sad emotions began to live. And although I may feel sad for my friend, I know I'm no longer moved to tears when I think about her son. Unlike depression, 
which is a persistent and long-lasting sadness, is temporary or transit or transitory. <laughs> I know I'm not pronouncing it right. <laughs> I sometimes I just like okay, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, but it's temporary. Okay, <laughs> sadness can, however, turn into depression. Being able to tell the difference between normal sadness and depression might encourage you to take action and seek resources for an improved mode, mood. Okay. Now it says beware of the, of the signs of sadness turning into depression and get help if you notice that these symptoms significantly impact your life for two or two, three, two weeks or longer. Excuse me. So it's basically saying if you're feeling sadness, for more than two weeks, then you might want to see if you're experiencing signs of depression or if this is just sadness. So to help, um, some people may not even know that they are experiencing depression. They may think that they're just a little sad after a breakup or unmotivated after the loss of a job or just not into dating anymore after being diagnosed with herpes you know they may think that this will pass but what very well mind says dot com says is that if you're having those experiences or your feelings of sadness for more than two weeks then you should actually you know see if you're experiencing symptoms of depression so if you don't know what um, symptoms of depression's are verywellmind.com actually lists the symptoms of depression which includes persistent sadness anxious or empty mood feeling of hopelessness or um, pessimism feeling of guilt worthlessness or hopelessness loss of interest or pleasures and hobbies and activities that were once enjoyable including sex decreased energy fatigue and or being slowed down, difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, insomnia, early morning awakening, or oversleeping, loss of appetite or weight loss, or overeating, or weight gain, thoughts of death or suicide, or suicide attempts, restlessness or irritability, persistent physical symptoms, that do not respond to treatment such as headaches, digestive disorders, or chronic pain. And if you hear pops in the background, this is the 4th of July that I'm actually recording this. So you may hear my neighbors shooting like that, shooting firecrackers. So uh, yeah, just ignore. <laughs> All right. So according to America's Sexual Health Association, also known as ASHA, um, the first step in dealing with herpes and herpes diagnosis is recognizing it as something common, manageable, and not a punishment or judgment. The next step is realizing that health is never perfect. In reality, everyone faces a host of physical challenges as inevitable as life itself. The task is to meet them and to get past them. Fortunately, most peoples with herpes find that within time, they are able to adjust to the medicine and emotional impacts of herpes and move on. So this is what America's Sexual Health Association says um, as far as it comes to dealing with 
the emotional side of having herpes. Everybody talks about, oh, the, the bumps that occur, but it's more than just the bumps. There's the, the depression that comes with that. Not that everybody becomes depressed, but a lot of times because it's such a drastic change, um, it's something that we have to accept. It's something that we have to learn how to cope with because what was once normal is not normal anymore. We have to think about now our partners. We have to deal with having outbreaks. It's a change in our lives. So with that change, there is a sense of loss, of being free, of being normal. And it can cause depression. So that's why um, American Sexual Health Association said the first things in dealing with herpes and to kind of minimize um, the uh, minimize the the what is the word I'm looking for? Um, minimize. Uh, I'm lost for words, but. So that we don't get depressed. That's what I'm trying to say. But I was looking for the right word for that is to, you know, first you have to deal with it. You have to recognize that it's common, that it's a manageable virus, that it's not punishment or judgment. This is not your punishment. Like at one point in time, when I first was diagnosed, I think I shared with you guys, I thought I was cursed because of the person I was back then. I was a very devout Christian. Not to say that I'm not a devout Christian anymore, but I was a devout devout Christian, lived by the Bible, wanted to do everything right. And because I had premarital sex, I thought that I was being cursed. So it it wasn't me having herpes. I had to learn that it was not God punishing me. This was just something that I now have to just deal with and learn how to live having it. Um, Asha also says if you're experiencing a strong emotional response to a diagnosis, it might be helpful to explore why those feelings might be happening. Closely connected to the issue is closely connected to the issue of self-image is the matter of how we believe others see us. This is where the social stigma about genital herpes, whether perceived or real, can be pinpointed. So we have to um we have to um, see how we feel about it ourselves. The, how we feel about herpes ourselves is then that's how we take it in. Like if we see it as something nasty, then we feel nasty because we now have it. You know what I'm saying? And that can ref- that can wreak havoc on our emotional stance of having the virus, right? It also says that one reason that genital herpes raises issues of social stigma is that the fact that as a society, we are just beginning to feel comfortable talking about sex and sexual and sexuality in general. And I believe that's very true. Back in the day, people weren't really talking about sex, not like how they are now. They're not doing it now. I mean, they're doing it now, but back in the day, they really weren't. Today, we are surrounded by images of sex in art, entertainment, and advertisements. There are signs as well that the, that one, I'm sorry, excuse me. There are signs as well that on a personal level, we're becoming somewhat more open about topics such as sexual orientation and sexual function. With herpes, 
there's a similar trend to more awareness and openness, which I believe is true. I don't know how many of you guys follow the younger generation of rap stars. Um, what is the little boy's name? And the only reason why I'm, I'm familiar with this little boy is because of my sister, um, who is 18. But I think his name is Young Young MBA or something like that. And he is known to have herpes. And he talks about it openly on social media. And his baby mamas all know that he has herpes. That's their baby mamas. They all know that he has herpes. So talking about it for that generation, there's still some stigma to it, but it's not as hard as the stigma was when I was growing up. Like I was his age. They didn't talk about stuff like that on social media. Well, for one, we didn't have social media, but they didn't talk about that to the masses. That would have been something that was kept very much so a secret. And it found out could have ended an artist's career. It could have ended that artist's career. So um, it goes on to say... Um, Surveys show that the public is more educated on the subject than ever before. Perhaps the day will come when even the idea of social stigma will be a distant memory. And that's what we are all hoping for. I don't know if I'm going to see it in my lifetime or if I see it in my lifetime, I'm not really going to care. <laughs> I'll probably be, you know, oh, but hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Let me take that back. Hopefully, I will see it in my years that I am still dating and all of that. But for you, the, the audience who is in their 20s, there's hope. There's there's really hope because the stigma, I believe, is diminishing. And it's because of these artists um, that are coming out that have the virus. And I posted in DWH one time, would you believe that if a artist came out and said, hey, I have herpes and becomes an advocate um, against having stigma against herpes, would it be better for this community? Just like how Magic Johnson came out and said, hey, I have AIDS. People felt compassion because he was such a big star. He was a big basketball star. So there could have been some judgment and I, I was a little young, so I don't remember. But more than ever, I, more than anything, I believe that there was more compassion for him. So I wondered if there was a celebrity, if they came out and say, hey, I have herpes and there's nothing to be ashamed of, if that would diminish the stigma. I believe it would. I, I believe it would, but I don't know if a celebrity um, on the magnitude of what Magic Johnson was, like say when... Usher, when the question that he had it gave it gave it to this girl, if he had came out and said, "Yeah, I do have herpes, and it's no big deal," I think that would have impacted our community immensely. I think it would have shut down. You know, he he would have gotten some backlash. You know, people would have made fun of him. But I think that at the end of the day, it would have helped when it comes to stigma and diminishing the stigma. Now, the article goes on to say that in the meantime, of course, it is very difficult to separate how one feels about having herpes 
from worries about how others might feel. Should you tell a friend, will you be able to remain sexually active? How can you tell a sexual partner or a romantic interest? When is the best time to tell? Concerns about any or all of these questions are not unusual for someone newly diagnosed. Rejection and misunderstandings about the nature of a herpes infection can and do happen. But a myriad of personal accounts suggest that in the great majority of cases, herpes does not stand in the way of successful and enduring relationships. Did you hear what I just said? Because I believe this is 100% true. And for anyone who's concerned about it, let me read this again. But a myriad of personal accounts suggest that in the great majority of cases, herpes does not stand in the way of successful and enduring relationships. So I understand that you all are concerned of how it's going to impact your future relationships when you learn that you have that you have the virus when you're newly diagnosed. I've been there. I was there for 20 years <laughs> almost. But I'm telling you, once you have gained a confidence about having this virus, once you educate yourself and you're confident and you learn that I am more than this virus, when you tell people it's really not a big deal. When I learned to do that for myself, when I learned to educate myself, when I began to see that I am more than just this virus, not only did that take me out of my depression and dark state of mind, but it helped when it came to disclosure because I was now confident that this is not a big deal, that you should not be worried about it. And if there's any questions, trust and believe I'm going to tell you the truth about it. Let me educate you. Let me tell you how we can be together and not have it affect, not have herpes affect our relationship. Once I was confident in my answers, I was able to tell them and disclose to them with so much confidence that they believed everything I said as they should, because I wasn't lying to them, but then they felt comfortable with my answers. If I said, it's no big deal. If I said, I will not put you in harm's way. If I ever feel a tingle, if I ever feel that anything is off, then I will let you know, and we cannot be sexually active. They began to trust me. And so by trusting me, they said, okay, well, if she's so confident, then I'm going to be confident too. I'm going to feel like, you know, I still want to know this girl. I still want to get to know. Now, that's just the beginning part for me. Now, it's, it's the other side. Continuing a relationship is my problem. But I'm telling you, herpes is not the problem when it comes to my relationships anymore. And that's what I'm trying to get you guys to. All right. So let me see. Now, this part, it says, what can you do to speed the process of adjusting to herpes? So it says to keep these things in mind. So part of coming out of that depression is 
learning to accept that, okay, I have this virus. I'm not going to let it change me. I'm not going to let it affect my life this way anymore. I am still the person I was prior to having this virus, right? So it says here, a couple of things it says here to kind of help you to get to that frame of mind is that to realize it's normal to be stressed emotionally by herpes, especially at first. Give yourself time to adjust and remember that the emotional issues will get easier. It will get easier with time. You have to give yourself time to process. It's okay that in the beginning you're sad to learn that you now have herpes. It's okay to even feel a little little depressed in the beginning. The thing is, we don't want you to stay there. So if you get there, it's okay. But in time, it'll get easier. And if it doesn't get easier in time, then maybe you need to seek some help to get out of that dark space. Try to keep in mind that genital herpes is somewhat like other infections you may have had in your past. You are capable of managing it. You are capable of managing it. There's so many drugs out here, natural and prescribed drugs. There's so many medications. Um, Just here recently, I tried Femcare for the first time. And Femcare is a a topical ointment that I purchased off of Amazon. They say you can find it in CVS, but I haven't been able to find it in CVS yet. But I purchased it off of Amazon. It was $39 for a, a very tiny bottle. But I will tell you, undoubtedly, I was having an outbreak. I put the Femcare, you're supposed to apply it on your outbreak or at the first signs or symptoms of an outbreak. Um, you're supposed to apply it four times a day. So I did that the first day, applied it four times throughout the day. By the second day, I noticed that what I was feeling, which was like the little um, itchy um, kind of tingling sensation, that had diminished. Then by the end of the second day, my outbreak was gone. And I am not lying to you. I am not um, affiliated with Femcare. They are not paying me to um, promote their product, but the product does work. So there, there are countless um, trop- topical treatments. There are acyclovir, there's Valtrax, there's um, L-lysine. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you can use to minimize your outbreaks so that you can manage how this affects you. If you're feeling isolated, you may need to find someone to talk to, perhaps, Um, You might pick one of your close friends and tell him or her about it. You can ask that the conversation be kept absolute, confident. Um, You can also um, visit a local help group if there is one in your area or visit an online forum, which I have offered you all, DWH, on Facebook. Follow the instructions on the ad that I will definitely have in this episode so that you can get to it. I'm telling you, it's a very good group to come to, especially if you are newly diagnosed. Everyone in that group um, listens to this podcast and everyone in that group um, has experienced or is going through exactly what you're going through. It's a 
very good support system. People, um, our members, I should say, um, ask questions all the time. We give each other support. Um, I provide, you know, like I, the information I provided about FemCare, I provided that on um, the group. Um, just, just join and you'll see how there's other people. There are other people out there who are experiencing the same thing that you're going through. It might not be the exact same experience, but similar experiences because we all have the same virus. Um, I know that a lot of you probably are skeptical about telling your friends because you don't know how they will judge you. But I will say this, having an ally, someone that you really know will keep your secret if you want it to be kept a secret is invaluable. Being able to go to someone and telling them, this is how I feel. For me, it was my best friend because she also had the virus. Um, she was the only person I believe that understood how I felt. And it was nice having her as support. Now I couldn't go to her every time because she has, you know, at the time she had two children, um, and we were living in different States. So the only thing I had was talking to her over the phone every once in a while. Um, but it was great being able to have an outlet to talk to somebody I couldn't do that with all of my other friends. Over time, I was able to tell them. When I felt more comfortable, um, I was able to tell them. But I still really couldn't talk to them about it because they didn't understand. Only she understood. So, yeah. So, for me, do what you feel is best. I'm not going to tell you to tell your friend if you don't feel comfortable telling your friend. But... I will say that it did help having a friend to talk to. And if you don't want to, you know, go to a friend, like I said, join DWH, find another online support group. Um, and I will have some information on other um, resources that you can use to help with that. It also says, try not to make the assumption that having herpes will prevent you from being romantically involved or having a successful long-term relationship. There are millions of couples in which one or both partners have the virus. For the vast majority, the relationship stands or fall on far more important issues. That's why I tell you, um, disclosing is no longer an issue for me. It's keeping the relationship due to other things that's a problem for me now. Um, disclosure is minimal. I, I, I actually love disclosing because disclosing it really tells me who the person is. If they're open to, you know, be with me, if they're, um, compassionate, if they're, you know, open-minded, it really helps me to see what that, what type of person that is. If the person is like, nah, I'll pass, then good riddance. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're scared off by something that is manageable, how are you going to handle something if we're in a relationship that's worse than this? So yeah, if you're not with it, cool. Deuces, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's the other parts of continuing a relationship for me at this point is um, harder. Now, I'm not an expert on depression. So if you're experiencing symptoms of depression, I recommend seeking help if you feel that the symptoms are getting worse. There is nothing wrong with seeking help if you don't know where to look. I have a couple of places here. Um, NAMI and it's N-A-M-I, which stands for the National Alliance on Mental Health. 
Um, they have a website called www.nami.org forward slash help, or you can call their 1-800 number is 1-800-950-6264. Or you can also reach out to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration um, by going on www.samhsa.gov. Or you can call their hotline, which is 1-800-662-4357. And both of these um, websites or both of these organizations, I should say, are referral um, 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 organizations that help you look for treatment facilities, support groups, and community-based organizations in your state, in your city. So um, they will help you with finding the help that you need if you don't know where to go to look for help all right and i apologize if it seems like i'm going 50 miles an hour i i realized kind of halfway through that i'm talking super fast but i've had some coffee this morning and i really don't normally drink coffee and i think that it has me a little hyped up so i do apologize if i feel like i'm talking super fast or maybe I'm talking normal and I feel like I'm talking super fast I don't know (laughs) y'all tell me (laughs) y'all tell me um as always you can always reach out to me by emailing me at yahira jones hope um at gmail.com and that is y-a-h-i-r-a-j-o-n-e-s-h-o-p-e at gmail.com you can also go to dwh join or or hit me up that way. Um, you can also press the message button at the bottom of the screen to leave me a message. Um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. I feel like I'm I'm leaving something out. I feel like I'm leaving something out. But if I am, I will come back to you with another episode shortly. Um, I will say that the guy that I'm currently dating, and you guys know that this has been on the rocks, but we're trying to we're trying to figure some stuff out. But he has agreed to do an episode of DWH. I don't know if he's gonna backslide on it. I don't know if he's gonna renege. But the last time I saw him, he said he would do an episode next time he comes to town. So look, I look forward to having that interview with him, and I look forward to hearing what he has to say. Because I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in, I say. (laughs) All right. So until next time, I'm your host, Yahira Jones. Be safe and God bless.